Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast series. Podcast episodes are available on VHHA.com and on popular podcast hosting apps, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many others. Episodes of the podcast also air each Saturday at noon and Sunday at 10 a.m. on 100.5 FM, 92.7 FM, and 820 a.m. across Central Virginia. Please send any questions, comments, or feedback to PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. Again, that's PCFpodcast at VHHA.com. And since 2021 is an election year in Virginia, we're doing a special podcast spinoff series. We've invited every declared statewide candidate for the offices of governor, lieutenant governor, and attorney general to participate and speak with healthcare voters about their campaign and ideas. Today, we're pleased to be joined by Delegate Mark Levine, who represents Virginia's 45th district in the House of Delegates, which covers Alexandria and parts of Arlington and Fairfax counties. Delegate Levine is a progressive activist and attorney with congressional experience and a radio host who is currently campaigning for the Democratic nomination for lieutenant governor. And with that brief introduction, welcome to the program, sir. Thank you, Jillian. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's our pleasure, and we appreciate you making some time during a busy campaign season. So I just gave a brief overview of who you are, but I'm sure that that only scratches the surface. So I'd like to give you an opportunity to share anything else about yourself and your background, your qualifications that you'd like to with our listeners, and then also to make your pitch for why you believe that you are the best positioned candidate among the contenders for the Democratic nomination for lieutenant governor. Well, thank you, Julian. I encourage folks to get to know more about me, those who don't already know me, those I don't already represent. I've spent a lifetime working to help those that felt left out of the circles of power. I have uh, worked hard on issues that, frankly, people thought were impossible to achieve. Issues like protecting children from domestic violence, promoting marriage equality, which uh, is a movement that I got involved in years before any same-sex couple could get married anywhere in the world. Issues like bringing transparency to Richmond, which initially got pushed back on both sides of the aisle, but I successfully achieved the goal of making sure that every single committee, subcommittee, and hearing is live-streamed and archived, every vote is recorded, so that the people of Virginia can find out what their government is doing, and frankly, can If they disagree, let us know. To me, transparency in government is essential. And again, if you look at my record, you know, I introduced some 47 bills last year and and got past half of them. I'm a very active and diligent legislator and and just a number of things that I'm really proud of that I don't have time to expound on here. Folks can go to my website, levineforvirginia.com. But I think the heart of the what makes up Mark Levine is I'm the guy that when they say it's impossible, I say, all right, I'm getting to work give up. And I have successes and not yet successes, but I never give up. And so I can't fail. And sometimes it takes me years to get the result, but we always get it. And that's what people will get when they vote for me. One more thing I should mention really quick, but it is important, is that I have pledged to be Virginia's first full-time lieutenant governor in the history of Virginia, to work 12 months a year, not two months, which is has been the tradition for centuries, but to actually spend those extra 10 months of the year that I'm not presiding over the Senate traveling to every one of Virginia's 133 counties and cities to get the best ideas from the people because the people have the best ideas. And I want to be the advocate for folks, both in the legislature and the executive branch, which is something Lieutenant Governor can do. Hi, I'm Catherine Gilley, VHHA Director of Advocacy Engagement. They say there's an election every year in Virginia, and 2021 is no exception. In November, voters will choose Virginia's next governor, lieutenant governor, attorney general, as well as district representatives for all 100 seats in the House of Delegates. Before that, though, there are party nominating contests this spring. On May 8th, Republicans will hold an unassembled convention with voting locations across the state to elect nominees for the three statewide offices. Participating in the process requires people to apply to be convention delegates with their local GOP unit. Delegates will cast ranked choice ballots to determine the nominees. 
Then one month later, on June 8th, voters will select Democratic nominees for statewide offices in a primary election open to all registered voters. That same day, voters from both parties will determine nominees in House of Delegates district races with intra-party contests. Visit the Virginia Department of Elections website to learn more about upcoming elections. And with those important elections on the calendar, your contribution to HOSPAC, VHHA's Political Action Committee, is more important than ever to support candidates who will work to improve healthcare in Virginia and support the critical work of hospitals and health systems. Any contribution, small or large, helps. Please visit vahospac.com to contribute. That's V-A-H-O-S-P-A-C dot com to contribute. Thanks. I want to talk now about health care policy. As you know, the Commonwealth has made great strides in improving health care access and affordability in recent years through the 2018 passage of Medicaid expansion, through a law ending surprise medical bills, to the recent approval of a reinsurance program to lower rising health insurance premiums on Virginians, policies and actions to respond to the COVID pandemic, and so much more. Looking ahead, and you just talked about being a 12-month lieutenant governor, if you were elected to that office, how would you leverage the authority of that position to further advance the health care system in Virginia? Great question. Again, those are all measures that I supported. And in fact, I had a surprise medical billing bill of my own. So uh, these are definitely causes I champion. I still think healthcare is too expensive, though. If you look at 80% of bankruptcies in the United States, they're from healthcare. People are hit with surprise healthcare bills. And although we've come a long way with surprise medical billing, I still think there's not enough transparency frankly, in healthcare pricing. I'm the chair of the Virginia Transparency Caucus. As I said, I'm the guy who brought transparency to the halls of the General Assembly. I think we need more transparency in healthcare. And some bills that I've introduced in the past would require healthcare providers to let people know how much something's going to cost before they have that expensive surgery. They could end up bankrupting people. Because we all know that there are procedures that might cost $7,000 in Roanoke that cost $43,000 in Virginia Beach. And so I think it's very important that people be able to compare and to shop and to do so after insurance. So to know what their real costs are, you know, what what is the copay and what is the deductible and how much at the end of the day, Mrs. Jones is going to pay for her surgery. That's what she wants to know. And I think it's very important that we have those. I also think with regard to drug prices, we need better negotiation. I think we can use our power as something, frankly, to be better done at the national level, but certainly something that Virginia can do to negotiate down drug costs that cost too much. Some of these things have to be done at the national level, but at the end of the day, our goal is universal health care and to make sure that everyone can have health care. I think health care is a right, not a privilege, and no one should lack health care in the richest country on earth. You already mentioned uh, your web address, and that was one of my questions, but I want to give you an opportunity again to share it. If people want to learn more about you and your candidacy, give them that that web address or social media accounts where they can uh, find out more and connect with you. Absolutely. Please go to levineforvirginia.com, L-E-V-I-N-E-F-O-R, virginia.com. And frankly, that's my LG campaign website. If you want to know what, more of what I've done as delegate, I've got a long list of things at markfordelegate.com. You probably want to check them both out, M-A-R-K-F-O-R, delegate.com. As you would expect from me, Mr. Transparency, every single newsletter I've ever sent over the past six years is there. I also have regular March monthly meetups. We meet every single month to chat about any issues. Again, it's always been my goal to be the most transparent and accessible elected official in Virginia, and I hope to keep that up as lieutenant governor. Mark's monthly meetups will continue if I win the office. Absolutely. Well, perhaps they'll be in different locations if you're traveling all around the Commonwealth. Well, the the plan is actually to do virtual once a month for everybody to join in, but also absolutely, I'm going to be going to diners. Wherever you live in Virginia, I'm going to 
come visit you, going to you know parks, going to community centers. And really, it, it's a great opportunity to chat face-to-face with voters. Like I said, I've always felt that the people have the most wisdom. And sometimes the best way to solve a problem is just looking someone straight in the eyes and saying, hey, you know, what's going on? Tell me about your health care. Is it affordable? You know, are you having trouble? Is your job paying enough for it? You know, what's covered, what's not? What do you need from us? What can we as policymakers do? Whether it's hospitals, are there sufficient hospital care? Is there not? What are you getting and what do you need? And those kinds of granular details are really hard to just sort of give as an edict from Richmond. I really think it requires those kinds of face-to-face interactions, detailed notes, and working to solve each individual's problems. So I'm looking forward to that. And come see me. If you elect me, I guarantee you'll have a chance to come see me in person, and we'll have that conversation. Well, after talking about policy and retail politics, we're going to close with a fun personal question that we ask all of our guests on the podcast. Delegate Levine, the question is this. If you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book, one album, and one movie would you take with you to keep yourself company? We will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice. So other than that, what are your three entertainment survival kit picks? Oh, my God. That's hard. (laughs) Because I watch a Book, album, and movie, huh? Correct. All right. Let me think here. I don't want to use up all your podcast time. Album. I like too much music. Um, I'd probably go with some old standby like Billy Joel. Can you play me a memory? I'm not really sure how it goes. But it's sad and it's sweet and I knew it complete when I wore a younger man's clothes. That I've just liked since I was a little kid, mm-hmm. uh, just as a familiar, you know, uh, although I like lots of different music, but something by him, uh, movie, Grand on the Desert, I gotta watch this movie for the rest of my life, it better be a long one, Titanic, it's a long one. You trust me? Okay. <laughs> this is tough. And then what was the other one? Um, book is the last one. Book. I like so many books. You know what I would take? I would have an historical atlas. Because if it's an historical atlas, I could always learn something all the time. I could spend days staring at county boundaries in Romania and learning, you know, the extent of the Mongolian Empire, and I'd just be thrilled. So I could stay with an historical atlas, frankly, for years at a time. That's actually the easiest one of the three to answer. (laughs) Okay. Well, listen, we appreciate you giving us a few moments today during a busy campaign season, and we appreciate you sharing your thoughts and ideas. And with that, that's going to bring us to the close of another episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. If you like what you heard, please make sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe so that you know when new episodes are available. And we want to once again thank our guest, Delegate Mark Levine, a Democratic candidate for Lieutenant Governor, for joining us today. So thank you. Thank you, Julian. I appreciate it.